Thanks for tuning in to MANA, a short daily meditation to feed hungry souls with God's Word. These episodes were prepared by ordained ministers for a radio broadcast called Voice of the Church and are now republished by the Reformed Perspective Foundation, a Canadian charity that applies biblical truth to the issues of our time. Here's today's serving. Dear listeners, last week we made our initial acquaintance with the first epistle of the Apostle John. He introduced to us the communion with God established through Jesus Christ, the Word of Life, through whom God created the world. John also showed that through the proclamation of the Word of Life by the Apostles, God was recreating the world and would establish communion with his people in the world. Hence, we saw that this first epistle of John is about communion with God through Christ and communion in the church of Christ. Indeed, as we saw, these two aspects of the communion are closely interrelated. We also saw how John addresses matters of union and communion in God, light and life in God, and applying it to the life of the believers here and now. How do you obtain communion with God? Walk in love in the church and world, if and when we go our way in the light of the word of life with the God of light, walking in the light. Well, that's our focal point today. So, the word of life, dear listeners, the Lord Jesus Christ, God's Son, declared this message to his apostles, which the apostles proclaimed to us, the word of God's light. John passed on as word of foremost importance the fact that God is light. I'm going to write to you about God and about Christ and about communion, and the first thing you must know is God is light. We are going by the revelation about God, by the word of God's light. The word of life revealed to us that God is light. That's not a definition or so. It's a declaration, like the one saying, God is love. It tells us something very essential about God, something very uplifting, exciting. He is so holy, so glorious, so good, so pure and so incomparably awesome, God is light. That's a very important declaration, dear listener, especially when you realize that when people start speaking about God, they show their confusion about him, about his work or his way with their life or his plan with this world. They see the dark side of God, the part they don't understand. Then it's important to hear John declare, God is light. 
Don't blame the sun when dark clouds move in front of it. Believe that God is light and that there is no darkness in him at all. Oh, sure, there is darkness due to sin and death and brokenness and sorrow and depression, etc. It can be pitch dark sometimes, but that's not in God. God is light, and there is nothing unholy, untrue, impure, or unjust in him. God never does anything wrong, never errs, never acts impulsively, or what? God is light. He is pure in all that he does. John wants to tell his readers. Then why is it, dear listener, that John wants to pass on that message? Well, again, John wants to show how we belong to God, how we can have a bond with God, and how we can have communion with God. God created the relationship between God and man that way in the beginning of the world by the word of life. He still wants to have this relationship with him. That's why he sent the word of life into the world, in order that he would restore life and love and light in the world. Without God... Life is one long journey to death. Now, with God, life and light are restored in the relationship with him and with fellow believers. Hence, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. That says something about God and about us. It says, God didn't change. But we have brought darkness into the world, that is, hatred, violence, war, pain and sorrow, fear and insecurity, yes, all that and much more due to sin. Now, people who live in darkness are placed before God by the word of life and placed before the God who is light. God is light. That isn't a general truth about God. No, it's a declaration which shows God's involvement, God's coming to us. He came into the world with this light. In Christ, God came to seek people in their life, in the darkness of their life, and he addresses them, exposes who they are and tells them of their position in the light of God's Word. He brings all their sin and misery, their sickness and evil, to light. But if we walk in the light, John continues his declaration, dear listeners, that is, if we walk with the Word of life, Jesus Christ, they have light and life and they have communion with God and with each other. Then you seek the light, and you have him examine you, search you, 
to see what could be there that would interfere with your communion with God. You do that with an open Bible, throughout your day, with all the aspects of your life, at home, in your room, and you receive His help and guidance for it in the church. Can you do that just like that, dear listener? Can you stand the confrontation of God's light with your walk of life? Well, you can, even though you realize that you cannot hide anything from the scrutiny of God's light. You'll be vulnerable in that position. Yet you come to God through Jesus Christ, the Word of life, with His Holy Spirit, the Spirit of life, walking in the truth. Then it will be so that you are exposed in your sins more and more. Time and again you will be disturbed by your sinful thoughts and impure mind, your hidden fears, your personal weaknesses. Nevertheless, as John indicates, when you walk in God's light, you can do so. You must do so and bring them into God's light where Christ is. Then we can entrust them to someone whom we can trust, even our intercessor, Jesus Christ, as John shows in chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. He will bring them to God the Father and leave them there. They are saved there. In Christ, he will bring them into the light of Christ's work. You see, dear listeners, then to your great surprise, John adds to his declaration of the message of the word of life, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. That's how closely the communion with God and the communion in the church belong together. When you are so open to God and have everything become exposed by His light, and you don't pretend or put up a nice front, then you will also experience a true communion with your neighbor in the church. Of course, John knows how hard that may be, yet he has the answer for your shock and shame as well, and the blood of Jesus, his Son, purifies us from all sin. Yes, you hear that right. The blood of Jesus, his Son. Of all things, the blood of the Son of God. It is so powerful and precious because this person isn't just a precious man, but even God in person, the light of the world. He is the way to God's light. Jesus, the Son of God, dear listener, came to seek the darkness and remain in darkness. For three long hours he it was pitch dark around him. He was hanging there on the cross in that outer darkness where all evil and sinfulness and wickedness came to him. Jesus Christ, 
and him crucified. That's the glorious message of the church. When he had borne the wrath of God over our sins, the light went on, and the communion with God was restored, and so it is with everyone who believes in him. He is your light and your life also. Thank you so much again for listening. Thank you.